Welcome to House Talk Radio, where you'll hear from experts across the country educating you on all things house. Here are your hosts, Tony and Wendy Gambone. All right, welcome to the show. My name is Tony Gambone, and I think that means it's going to stop here in a second. Hotel. Anyway, uh, my wife, Wendy, is not with us today, and uh, you can tell because it just didn't start out right. The music went longer than it was supposed to. Maybe I started talking too soon. Not sure. But uh, as everyone knows, we've taken a little bit of a break. Uh, uh, we are doing some interior and exterior remodeling uh, to our house, and we office out of the house. We have a studio at the house. So there's been a lot of noise going on for the last three or four weeks, and with the rain, it turned into five or six weeks. So anyway, super glad to be back on the air. Um, I know that uh, there's so much going on in the market of housing between, well, New York and California, uh, but here in the state of Texas, uh, which is, uh, I, I don't know, they say it's a country of, the, of its own. I don't know. I'm from the East Coast. But there's so much going on in the Houston area here with real estate and housing. And as you all know, we have a remodeling business. It's just, well, I can't get enough men and I can't get enough material. And if that's my complaint for this month, I've done my job. So it's awesome. We're totally blessed. I'm super excited about all of that. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, you know, we had a freeze here a few months back, and now all the insurance companies are starting to cut checks for that. So, you know, there's jobs that we're doing that have two, 300 sheets of drywall going in because the whole house was gutted. And now people are thinking, well, hey, let's update while we're doing that. And how do they get around the insurance company? And so for all of you that are listening and want to know how you beat the insurance company, let me explain it to you. You can't. What you can do is get replacement value if, the right, if you have the right policy. You can get uh, money from them to replace everything that was damaged. And then look at it like this. They're helping you along with a loan that you don't have to pay back to build back your house for that remodel that you wanted to do because you said you couldn't afford it. So what an awesome opportunity for you out there to take that you know, 1985 kitchen and bring it into 2022. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, it's almost back in style again, but the true answer to that is you can replace your kitchen. Uh, a lot of people here in the, in the state of Texas have what they call custom cabinets. Well, the fact of the matter is they were built on site, so they call them custom, but they're not the style of cabinets that you want in today's market. They're not soft closed, they're not raised panels, they're not uh, shaker cabinets, they're just plywood cabinets that have probably been stained or painted a hundred times. So this is a good opportunity for you to bring your kitchens and your bathrooms up to today's uh, modern times. The carpet has finally been removed from your house. Maybe you can put an LVT in there, maybe you can put a wood-looking tile, or just an engineer flooring. There's a lot of opportunities. And listen, the insurance company is a tough battle. And uh, what we've been doing with customers is we come out and we give them an opportunity to sign on with us, and I become their consultant. And then after all the selections are made and all the insurance information is taken care of, because look, folks, you 
guys don't speak insurance. It's a tough language. You say the wrong thing, you get denied. So we do that, and then we come back as a contract, and we start doing the work, and all you get to do, which a lot of people that we're working for have been doing, is stay in a hotel because your house isn't livable. The hard part is patience, the pets, and the kids. So think about those things, and, you know, you can always reach out to the people in your area that are contractors, and as I said on a lot of my videos, make sure to interview the contractor that you're hiring because you have to make sure that all the questions are answered and all the information is provided so you can make the best decision with the amount of money that you're willing to spend extra or what the insurance company is giving you, do your homework. Uh, this is the only state in the area that doesn't require a contractor to be licensed. Shame on the state, but shame on you if you don't do your due diligence to make sure who you're hiring and know why you're hiring them, what they provide. Is it a lifetime warranty? Is it a one-year warranty? What is it that they do? Do they show up every day? Uh, can I speak to someone that's paid them and they're not a relative to give a reference? Do your homework, folks. Nextdoor gives you a lot of information, something you don't want to know about, but it will tell you the truth about the contractors in your area. So use all the tools that are available. My name is Tony Gambone. This is House Talk Radio. I hate to get off on that plunge like that, but with the storm, the freeze that happened here, first time in 85 years, and maybe it'll never happen again if we can keep our fingers crossed. But if you remember back five or six years ago, it's the flood of Harvey. So there's always something in this Houston area, surrounding areas that's going on, deals with insurance, deals with contractors. Make sure you do your homework. Be smart about it. We have a great guest today, a young lady named uh, Nicole, uh, I'm going to see if I can say this properly, Christ Christopherson, uh, I hope I got that right, Nicole, and we're going to bring her up here on the show in a second. Uh, she is out of the California area, Orange County, and now has relocated to Austin, which I'm super excited about. I, got, I was telling her ahead of time. My wife and I are heading to Austin next week for a, a construction uh, workshop. Maybe we get to sit down with her and her husband and get a cup of coffee and learn more. But today you have the opportunity to learn more about her and the trends and what's going on in housing and just the whole market of, uh, of housing trends in this area is phenomenal. So I'll give you, for instance, here in the Houston area, and I know Austin's probably even more demand. But here, if no one listed a house for the next 30 days, there would be no more houses to sell in this surrounding area of the fourth largest city in the country. Crazy, just crazy. People are getting thirty, forty thousand dollars more for their house than it even appraises for. Now it's a great thing, and don't think if you sell your house that you're going to make all this money because you're going to have to put it out to buy another one. But look, there's a lot of information there that I don't know about that Nicole can help us with. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take a real short break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to bring Nicole up on the show. She's going to educate us. She's going to give you the opportunity to find out how you can connect with her in other ways as well to learn more about it. So I'm going to be right back after this here very short commercial break. Here we go. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 
Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. All right, I'm back. My name is Tony Gambone. This is House Talk Radio, and today we're going to learn more about real estate uh, and the ecosystem around it. And, you know, folks, uh, I get really excited when I get to do these radio shows because I get to educate myself, and it's an opportunity for others in the area to educate it as well. There's a lot going on with real estate, and people know that everybody's getting way more for their house than, it, than, they, than they thought it was worth. Uh, there's a lot of people selling their houses. There's a lot of people going to be losing their houses. There's just all kinds of stuff. And then there's the news. And then there's people like Nicole who are going to bring the truth to the show as well. So without wasting any time, I want to introduce Nicole Christophers. Christophers. Nicole, help me out with your last name, please. It's, it is officially pronounced Nicole Christopherson. Okay, there you go. See how easy that was? And, Nicole, welcome (laughs) to the show. Thank you for taking time out for us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation Um, and the opportunity. So, Nicole, you know, I have a a list too long to write on paper, but uh, we're going to have to have you back on the show a couple of times because there's so much information that you gather. Now, you're out originally from the West Coast, and now you're in Austin, and so one of the things I want uh, you to tell us is uh, how have you experienced the change of life? Well, on a professional level and on a personal level, because I've done a handful or been involved in a handful of personal real estate transactions here, it's been phenomenal. It's super personable. Um, business is a lot more straightforward. Uh, kind of just like uh, people's demeanors. Everybody smiles. It's just been really welcoming. I'm super happy to be a resident of Texas and also have such a great yeah. uh, welcoming into the real estate community here as well. Well, I came here from – I'm originally from Philadelphia area on the East Coast, and I got very nervous. Everybody was really nice. And so, you know, it took me a minute <laughs> to get used to that there, but uh, as – one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is, you know, we're in the, in the we're remodeling contractors, and I know in California I've met a lot of contractors from California and interviewed them on shows. The laws and the requirements are so so different, and the speed of time for things to be ready to do the different types of construction versus here in the Texas state of Texas. Um, how have you seen the differences with that? Um, personally, I've had trouble obtaining vendors who are available to even come out, all the way from electricians to pool contractors for our uh, properties here in Texas. And a lot of it is still spawning off of the freeze in February. You know, they just can't keep up, and they've yeah. still got projects that are high up on the safety and urgency radar for their clientele. And so, that's really where I've, I've struggled. The influx of residents here and the population 
plus the you know, natural disaster, let's call it that, um, people are still really not recovered from that. And there's not enough vendors or um, tradesmen for these different trades. So uh, the remodel projects and the cosmetic uh, projects that our clients are we're wanting on our investment properties having to be, you know, pushed six, 12 months down the road because they're still fixing people's homes yep. who are in hotels or, you know, in temporary housing. And it's super, you know, unfortunate for them. So, yeah, that's definitely been the difference. Because in California, there's not really a shortage of being able to find the proper tradesmen. Um, you know, there's an abundance of them. Uh, I think in California, it's a matter of, you know, material costs going up. Um, and here in Austin, they've already been, uh, you know, skyrocketed. So, um, you know, cost of materials here is also a lot higher. You and I had a little brief discussion on that. So I'd say that's how the two compare. Now, I know that in California, the, um, uh, I guess the uh, codes, uh, the time frame for inspections, from what I understood, it seemed to take longer, and there was a lot more requirements for a contractor to have than there is, like, for instance, here in, in a lot of parts of the country. I just never heard of it. And, well, I guess the cost is way higher there as well. Austin is way higher than Houston in cost as well. I mean, I, I thought about moving to Austin just to make sure I could make more money in my business, but um, <laughs> it's, it's – Tony, it's, the, the, cost in Austin are, the cost in Austin are higher than Orange County, uh, California. Yeah. Right. So that's, that, I mean, that, that crazy? just shows you – yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's been a learning experience. There's, actually a, a, there's another company in Austin, because I get phone calls from them. The name of our company is Gambones Custom Home Improvements, and there's a Gambones Custom Home Improvements in Austin, or Gambones Remodeling Company or something like that. And I didn't think there was any relatives allowed out of Philadelphia except me. So um, <laughs> I don't know who they are. I hope someday to meet them, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, that, uh, that someone would have that same name down here. Anyway, uh, let's let's focus on some of the things that I really have notes on. First of all, um, you know, you're very, very educated. Your background as an expert, you've been helping families and couples, you know, sell uh, a lot for a long period of time, okay? And I think it's been since like 2003, you've been in Austin and, the knowledge you have of real estate is really phenomenal. And I, I want people to know that they can go to your website, and we'll get that information out here in a second. But what do you see with the, you know, I'm, uh, how can I put this? So I always say the, 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 radio, the TV news, well, it's, I don't know what you can believe out of it, right? Uh, we know that people are getting forgiveness for their mortgage, and some people – might be smart enough to say, well, I'm getting thirty, forty thousand more for my house than it's worth. Let me sell it, rent a house, so I can get back to work, so I don't lose my credit, so I can buy another house. There's other people who are stubborn. There's other people who think the government's going to pay forever. What do you think is coming? This is a big question that people ask me. When the foreclosures are going to start happening? Well, we should have some sort of protection with regards to that, with mortgage insurance and things like that. I think that. Um, you know, we're not really speaking the F word yet. We're more concerned about supply and demand, and that seems to be the hot topic in both markets in Orange County and in Austin. Um, and, and I can only really talk firsthand about these two markets from, you know, Southern California, because I just closed a transaction in Pasadena 
a couple weeks ago. We've got another one coming up in San Diego County as well. Um, supply is still historically low. Uh, I think supply went up about 6% and demand went down a little bit. So I think people's perception of the market is a little bit off from what the actual statistics are in these two very high demand, um, you know, locales. Uh, but with regards to the rest of the country and what assistance they've had through this pandemic and in the last year and a half, two years, you know, I think um, the fear of losing their home and what the banks are going to have to do to protect themselves and protect the economy, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, something that's being whispered about, let's say that. <laughs> it's not a topic of conversation just because we're so focused on getting our clients into homes still and finding homes that are available. Um, so we've, we've right. had a hyper-focus, hyper-focus on supply and inventory um, because buyers are tired of renting. Rental rates are going up too. So, you know, I, wanna, I wonder how that's going to impact housing. Um, you know, rental rates are the roof availability is still very scarce in both markets orange county and in the austin area um let's see, even dallas area i'm sure houston too i mean with less than a month of uh inventory you know the rental market has to be uh you know pretty pretty important too uh people are selling their homes and yeah, probably not it, able to find a replacement property well, I'll tell you, uh, for instance, one of uh, uh, my sons is just was getting, he was going to rent another house. And um, the what you have to do to qualify for a house now because of the shortage of homes, you know, people are looking at your credit score. If it's not like close to 700, they're not even entertaining it. And, you know, they probably last half the time that a house lasts on the market, which is, Roughly around three three days here, maybe, maybe, you know. Uh -huh. And so, maybe uh, it's crazy. It, it really is, and uh, I I don't know. I don't know how to. I I believe it's going to slow down. And please, you'll be able to correct me. I I believe uh, it will slow down, and that the the housing cost will slow down, but it's never going to go back to like what it was, you know, just like material wood is went up 130% and it went down. Now it's only 68%, but it'll never go down past 50% higher than it was. I mean, we're in America. So what do you think was going to happen with those houses? If someone bought a house last year, gained 30,000 in, in, in appraisal value this year in three years from now, do you think it'll go back down less than half of the amount of gain? In, my, in these two marketplaces, I don't foresee that happening. And like I said, it comes back to uh, the supply and demand. I think there's still the jobs in these, in these locales and these marketplaces are increasing. Companies are growing, especially in the Texas area and in California. I think that uh, it, it's hard to believe that the prices of homes could depreciate to that rate uh, that rapidly. Uh, I, you know, that's these two markets. They're still in very high demand and still have a lot of jobs to offer and a lot of big businesses and industries that support, um, you know, the areas. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there's, um, they, they say, you know, I, I sponsor a couple uh, FM and AM radio shows, and they say that for real estate, and they say that uh, – People are coming here from, for instance, California, 
and paying thirty, forty thousand cash extra because they can't appraise that high, just so they can get the property. And we, the joke has always been here for me, anyways. The oil and gas people are moved in from California, or people come from California, and they were basically house poor there, and now they have a savings account because you can buy the same house here for three hundred thousand that they sold for one point five. It's just crazy. And so, I mean, yeah. for me, it's it's a beautiful thing because in the remodeling business, when people have that much money left over to purchase a house, first thing they want to do is start calling me. So what do you see moving forward? I mean, you, you made a really good point. All the contractors are just, I mean, we're, we're booked out until the first of the year. And and people are still saying they'll wait. And I, and I, I, I guess I take that as a compliment. I don't have those types of patients. But what do you see moving forward? Because we have a lack of tradespeople. There's no requirement to be licensed in the state to be a remodeling contractor, which a lot of people get ripped off. Uh, what do you see moving mm-hmm. forward is going to take place that's going to help the everyday homeowner gain access to more knowledge or help or, I don't know, safety net from what's going on? I mean, what do you, what do you recommend yeah. a homeowner do when they go out and re- do a remodel? You know, first and foremost, I ask them if they're able to live through it because finding the temporary housing, uh, if they're not able to live through it, plus the cost of materials and the appreciation rate of remodels. I mean, let's just talk about where those costs have gone in the last couple of years. I mean, it's just something that they have to be really aware of because it's going to impact their lifestyle. If they have a family or if they have pets or things like that. Um, a lot of our first-time home buyers right now are leaning more towards new development, going for a different style of home, maybe leaning towards more of a townhouse or attached home with maybe not a larger lot, low maintenance, but again, new construction coming from a builder. So I'm watching a lot of where the development's going right now, what developers are doing, where these um, these higher markets where it's kind of pushing outside of the cities and what's already been developed and keeping an eye on that. I think with the population increase in Orange County coming from Northern California um, and internationally even, I think there is a bigger demand for newer construction to avoid the complications of a remodel or the the wait times or costs or inconveniences to their lifestyle and their family's well-being. So I'm seeing our first-time home buyers really gearing towards looking at newer construction homes for those reasons. Um, and in the luxury market. Mm. Those clients typically have the patience because they've experienced this before um, and they're willing to wait to find the proper tradesmen in the right time frames and be over-prepared when the time comes so they can be most efficient throughout their project. Um, you know, and, and, and I wanted to touch back on the lease market for you when you were talking about credit checks and the, how uh, detailed the process is for um, – Rental properties. Now, I think the one thing that our landlords and our owners are looking at mostly is income because income has fluctuated so much throughout the last year or two. And these people that are selling their homes and needing to go to uh, rentals, you know, showing a steady flow of income and uh, to be able to support their rental rates uh, for at least a minimum of a year is, has been a hot topic in some of our experiences in the last several months. Hmm. Yeah. It- you know, when I first – I moved here in 1998, actually from Las Vegas, right? And when the first thing I realized was this is the only place I've ever lived where 
uh, per square footage. Now, I mean, Houston is way different than Dallas and Austin and San Antonio, but per square foot, it was cheaper to rent a house than it was an apartment. Have you ever experienced that? Uh, yeah, especially in these markets where they're building these crazy apartment house style buildings. Um, the rental rates are, are astronomical. Um, so getting into an older style home uh, with maybe older finishes, less upgraded amenities is typically going to be more affordable and even having maybe a little bit longer of a commute. So especially in Orange County, they've done a lot of high density housing next to the freeways and the toll roads to allow people to afford the higher cost of living, have all their amenities in one place and not have to commute as far for work, but it comes with a a great cost, like you said, very high price per square foot. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I just never experienced that before like that. And I just find... I just find there's a lot of opportunity in the state of Texas, which I never would have thought of unless you like road horses or something like that. That's how ignorant I was when I moved here. It's such a melting pot, and there's so many different, you know, uh, uh, diversity here in the city and the outskirts of the city. And so when I look at uh, other parts of the country through social media or the news that's struggling, you know, with employment and different things like that, um, I see this place here as kind of like the land of opportunity. So when you were in California, and I'm assuming that's where you're from originally, and you, what yeah. made you go to Austin and look in that market? So, yes, born and raised in Orange County, um, lived out of state and out of the country for some time in my early 20s. But Austin market uh, attracted us because my husband's industry. He's in healthcare tech. So, um He's one of the owners of his company. There's, there's a lot of opportunity here for tech. I don't, I'm sure a lot of people have read in the media. Um, a lot of Northern California and Silicon Valley have decided to expand their headquarters here or relocate their headquarters here. So um, that marketplace and that industry is definitely what attracted us here for my family, along with amazing school systems um, and, you know, different pace of life. So uh, number, first and foremost was my husband's goals and aspirations with their wonderful company. Yeah, I, I mean, I and I just I coincidentally uh, I coincidentally get to piggyback piggyback I get to piggyback off of it because it's in a beautiful real estate market here too, so we are both very yeah. blessed to be yeah. here and be able to take our career yeah. here with us. Yeah, it's awesome. Austin is a well, it's it's different than the other part of Texas that I've been in. Uh, you know, I, I make it to Dallas and San Antonio and living in the Houston area. There's so much opportunity. But Austin is really cool. I mean, we we love going to Austin. It's kind of a, a different atmosphere. It's uh, it's kind of laid back, and it's kind of a party area as well. I mean, there's a, a lot of good times there. Um, I especially like to go up to Rainy Street and hang out and do different things there. But I just really was blown away. I was in a workshop up there for contractors, and to, after talking to the local contractors, the amount of money they get different than here and here we're the fourth largest city in the country. Was it was crazy? I just I couldn't even imagine it to be that way. I would have never ever thought that. So, but. yeah, my you know my perception was definitely challenged when we got here and we met people. And it's a melting pot, um, but there's so much um, just great values in this community. I think everybody does come from somewhere else, and even the people that are here 
um, the casualness, the outdoors, the recreation. Um, it's, there's just so much it offers outside of what, you know, a, you'd think a city would offer. Rainy Street's one part. There's always something here. Great uh, eating, dining. Um, it's just been, it's been blown my mind, put it that way. It exceeded my expectations yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah, it's very cool. I, I, I enjoy going up there. So, Nicole, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, that are on your website, and it's it's NM, the letter N, the letter M, and the letter C, realty.com. And, you know, uh, the first thing I click on is uh, I want to meet the team, you know. I click on that, and um, is there no men working in your company, or are they just a receptionist? No. <laughs> Good point. Um, I I did have a virtual assistant for some time who was a male. This has all grown organically. I started my brokerage um, back in 2014. Um, I went independent due to, um, you know, always having been an entrepreneur, wanting to kind of do my own branding. Most importantly, I had the support of my clients. My clients really felt that I gave, you know, exclusive representation that they were hiring me. They weren't hiring another brokerage to do anything just with my name on it. And so I really had a great support from my clientele. Um, But then it's just organically grown. I've done transactions with agents that have been amazing to work with, you know, and I, of course, commend them and uh, thank them for being so professional. And those relationships have grown, and they've reached back out and inquired what NMC Realty has to offer them. And I've brought friends and family into the business over the years. So um, it's really just this nice boutique brokerage that, um, you know, should anybody fit that's a male, we welcome them. You know, it's, there hasn't been any distinct reason not to have a male join our, our team. So um, that's funny. That's the first thing you notice. But uh, the team's wonderful. I'm super well, grateful I, to have such professionals with me and alongside me. Yeah, I, I I apologize. I'm always uh, sort of a wise guy, um, but I just think <laughs> I, that's cool. I mean, what separates you from other real estate uh, agencies? Uh, well, there's one, you know, and and I'm not uh, I'm not being facetious. I think that's awesome. Uh, men are hard to deal with anyway, so my wife tells me. But the thing of it is, is that when they go to your website, there's a lot of information there that is uh, valuable information. And so I'm looking here, and i got a couple questions. So um, you're a real estate uh, broker, uh, and I wanted to mm-hmm. know when, because I asked all my guests this, okay, when are you going to put your story of your process in a book? Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm keeping everything digital. I'm actually just getting ready to roll out some uh, first-hand relocation reels and videos from my family's relocation process, what we've learned, how states vary. Um, and so I'm really focused on that. But, you know, I haven't really thought about doing a book. That would be, uh, you know, beneficial to not only the public, but, you know, our clients, our past clients, you know, tell their stories and have their voices heard throughout the process because they played an integral role in getting us to where we are today. Mm. I just I always find that when people know more about you, uh, they tend to want to do more business with you. We all know about the no like and trust, but when there's connection, 
it's just a slam dunk, it seems like. And when we can when we can tell who we are and how we've gotten to where we are, uh, I think it's valuable information. So don't wait too long to cheat well, the people out of finding out who you are, okay, so, and how you got to what you do. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you for, yeah, the, for yeah. the motivation, and, you know. Uh, for now, they can go to the website and go to our uh, feature videos section and listen to our Ask NMC and uh, our Best of video series, and that will also give them some insight. I've brought in some of my contractors, some of our vendors and architects, past clients, firsthand on video with me. So we'll start there, and then maybe I can start drafting my uh, my book. Well, you, you did a really good job with the videos. Uh, I. You know, I am fortunate to be able to do these radio shows, and it allows me to get educated, you know, and then I can ask some smart aleck remarks, questions here and there, but and really do get educated uh, to learn all the different things. And I'm always looking at the website, and the videos are awesome. They really do make a difference. Uh, I would like to find out, uh, well, there's a, there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, um, one of the things is how to be a competitive buyer in today's market. Yeah, no, this is this is key for anyone uh, purchasing in California or in the Texas market or even nationwide. Being prepared, and I think that starts with making sure you vet and hire the utmost professional realtors, uh, mortgage professionals, so that they're in full communication with one another because showing your strengths on paper is what those professionals are hired to do for you um, and getting you prepared with pre-approvals beyond just an initial letter, actually underwriting your files ahead of time, letting you compete with cash buyers. Um, and, and again, I, it always comes back to the quality of professional that you hire because they need to be communicating with the seller's agent, on what their goals are. They need to be communicating with your lender about different time frames and your strengths so they can present it in the piece of paper offer that they are responsible for uh, drafting for you and presenting for you. Uh, it really comes down to being prepared and having the right team put together to represent you. And it's only going to help because I, I the totally more prepared agree. a buyer is, the more prepared their agent is, the more uh, their their first impression that's presented to the seller or even the seller's agent is, it, that is what is winning in today's market. There are so many agents in, in the marketplace that think they can just draft an offer, slam it in DocuSign, shoot it over in an email, and never preface it at all. And, and unfortunately, those are the professionals that are standing out because their clients' offers aren't being taken as seriously. Our business is personal. And, you know, our clients' goals are super personal, and that's uh, important to keep top of mind and communicate with the professionals you're collaborating with about. Mm. I, I know I have a, one of my, we have a family business, and one of my sons has a real estate license, and he has it just for investment properties type of things. Um, and I guess maybe a, a backup for something down the road someday. But uh, one of the things that I've noticed with uh, realtors is that uh, the, the coming soon, you know, uh, signs that they put out, which I think are, especially with the uh, people who had the storm and are moving, and, you know, a week or two before the house is finished, if you put up a coming soon sign, uh, it, it draws that attention. But it seems as though uh, some realtors, at least the stories have been told, 
that they take a shortcut and they'll just try to sell it before they even have to put it up on horror or something like that. Have you heard anything like that? So this is a new National Association of Realtors, you know, guideline where we're able to list homes is coming soon. And the ultimate goal here within our profession was that we were able to take some exterior photos and should the marketing not be ready or the sellers not have the interior of the home prepared or for whatever reason, timing-wise, uh, they wanted to be able to market it to our professional brokerage community, uh, you know, prior to being able to allow access for the public or market it to the public, uh, just because there was such limited inventory and because we were so limited with access during the pandemic the last year and a half. Um, but it is being utilized as a different tool, and there are different strategies on how professionals are choosing to utilize that status, um, unfortunately. Right now, we have a listing incoming soon. It's a luxury rental, you know, $11,000 a month, and we have it on it's coming soon because the previous sellers are renting it, and they're not out of the property, and we don't want to disrupt them while they're vacating. So in this instance, the coming soon status serves a very, you know, fair purpose for the parties involved. But, yes, it is. It did have very good intention, and it is being used in a multitude of ways at this time. And, you know, there's always, you know, that one apple in the barrel, right, that makes things not as good as they could be. So there's always going to be something like that somewhere along the line. I know I spoke to a, a, a seller that uh, was a vet, and uh, a, a veteran put in a, an offer and never, and never, the seller never seen it. And the uh, the veteran went up to the seller's house and talked to him and said that he did that. And the guy was very upset because he would have rather sold his house to a vet. And you know, there's always someone taking a shortcut. That's just the world we live in. And I think that the coming soon thing is a very good thing because uh, it, it just allows the average guy who's thinking about buying a house and sees the house he's always loved that neighborhood gives him opportunity. So I, I think that it's a great thing to do. Uh, I hope you didn't misunderstand me. It's just, that it's just like in every other part of the world, someone's always taken uh, a step shortcut to, to make it easier for themselves instead of giving everybody the best opportunity. So uh, I know we run out of time here quickly. So I have I, I just closed on a house, uh, geez, I think it's a month now. And into that process. Yeah, uh, thank you. And and I, I'm at the age of 65, so I don't think I'm buying another house for me to move into. You know, I'll buy investment properties, but I found a house that'll fit me. There's no stairs and there's a pool. You know, it just need a lot of remodeling. So anyway, uh, I I went through this process and and the closing the whole mortgage thing, um, I, and I bought a few houses in my time. It just seemed to take really long. And um, yeah. I know stuff happens, and, you know, today everything's a delay because of COVID. Everybody got affected by COVID some one way or another. Maybe it's just a good part of an excuse. But how can you – is there a way that you can figure out how to close a deal faster? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking that as you're explaining your your process, that's where it comes down to the buyers being prepared and the professionals are working with having them two steps ahead, having your lender fully underwrite your file if you have the ability to, and not just simply look at your application, but actually process that application and do one step farther. So that way 
once you're able to identify a, a property and plug that address in, uh, the process seems to go a lot quicker. It's not having to go back and forth to the underwriter's hands as much. Um, a lot of times, and I will speak from experience here in Texas, a lot of times it's the sellers, and I mean, they need to. And with the, uh, you know, demand, the sellers really have an upper hand here in the Texas marketplace where it's more common for them to need to stay in the home after they close, whether they haven't identified a property um, or they want the security to know that you're going to close prior to them moving out. That's also adding weeks, if not months, to transactions. I closed four months ago, and due to the freeze, our sellers, the home we were buying, uh, needed extra time in the house because the home they were building wasn't able to be completed due to the freeze. So, um, you know, the timing is it fluctuates for many reasons, but from a buyer's perspective, if they're working with a quality real estate professional that's able to refer them to a quality mortgage professional or even a lending institution, some people like to go directly with their banks, as far along as you can get in that process with your financials um, before identifying a property, the more quickly and smoothly your lending process should go. Um, you know, there a lot of lenders are doing that now, and they're not waiting until the property's identified. You know, they're vetting the buyers prior so the buyers can perform quicker for themselves for the process to be more enjoyable and for the sellers. So um, I might be cheating here and knowing the answer, but I'm just going to put this out there because I think it's important when someone's selling a house to recognize who they're listing, listing their house with. It's, it, it should be up, uh, uh, you know, everything comes down to customer service, right? And it's a word that's kind of fading away in our, in our society. But you should be hiring a realtor that is really doing their side of the job, which is to make your life easy and make sure that you stay those two steps ahead so that the process doesn't get tied up. And if it does get tied up, they have the answer for you from the lender, or title company, or whatever, whoever's involved in it. They're pretty much the project manager of that process, and they are making sure everything is on schedule so that there's not a bad experience. Even if the realtor is pulling their head out, a hair out because of the time it's taken, they're feeding the proper answers. And I think that's where your team of qualified people come into play. Would you say Absolutely. that's correct? Absolutely. When we're representing sellers, we, you know, our motto for the real estate is a team of representation. And, and to clarify that, it's customer service time 10. We want our clients to feel um, like they – answers ahead of time. They're never put out of place. Like we've got everything in the file, and we are making sure they enjoy the experience as a seller. So we've got reports in the time, so they're not scrambling to find reports and provide reports in the transaction in a timely manner. Um, we're helping them stage the property. You know, we're vetting buyers and organizing different offers and terms into spreadsheets so it's easily understood. You're absolutely right. Customer service is key, and communication, again, is key. So exclusive representation is for our, my team and our brokerage. Um, you know, we sure our seller is 100% satisfied from start to finish and knowledgeable about the process. If we're vetting multiple offers, if we're showing at various times that it's not interfering with their lifestyle or their family or their safety or anything like that. Um, it, it's definitely something that's changed in our industry, and it's something that we – we will always maintain. So exclusive representation is what retains our clientele and has, has helped NMC uh, grow to where we are today. 
Yeah. Yeah, I find that even in, in our business, you know, we're we're going in and we're we do the same we're in the kind of the same line of work. We change people's lifestyles, okay? Uh, and, and when our job is done, their their living uh, experience is different, same as when you put them into a different uh, property as well. And one of the things that, that we tell them is there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be a lot, you know, probably more uh-ohs than attaboys per se. But the fact of the matter is we're going to manage that for you. We're going to stay on top of it so that you have the least amount of that experience as possible. And you already know going in what what causes the red flags to go up. So if someone can come in and provide all the proper stuff for you to do ahead of time, then it's just a matter of going through the process. So I, I think what you do is great. Um, unfortunately, we run out of time quickly here, um, but there's a couple things. One is I can't wait to get you back on the show, especially when you release your new book. Uh, the other thing is... Um, is uh, <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to get to visit with you face-to-face when I come to Austin. But I always ask my, my uh, guests this, is there, knowing today's market, and I, I'm talking July 21st through January 1st, because much more than that, who knows what's going to take place, right? But what would you suggest to a buyer or a seller, okay, if they're going out and they're thinking about buying a house or selling their house, what is something that they need to make sure that they do? What kind of advice do you have for them? First of all, I vet multiple professionals to make sure that you're able to communicate uh, more than efficiently, that you're able to, to uh, be on each other's team throughout the process from start to finish. How they communicate is going to be key to your success throughout the process and how much experience they have. Because should anything else change in this world or should anything else change in this economy, they are here to protect you and your future investment and what your goals are. Um, and if they have to pivot at any certain time to meet or exceed your expectations, uh, they're going to need to be able to communicate clearly with you. So I really think starting off with embedding quality professionals, uh, you know, real estate professionals and even mortgage professionals is going to be the key to your success. Um, from there, the market, the inventory, all of that, you know, comes and goes. If you miss a house, just know that there's a better one around the corner. And I've said that for 20 years, you know, people get so held up on, um, you know, maybe not getting the exact property they found and a better one always comes around the corner. Um, so be patient, uh, make sure you hire a quality professional and make sure that you're able to communicate with 110% efficiency um, so that it's a good, a good experience for you. Awesome. And so uh, if people go to your website, okay, and they go to M, M, I'm sorry, <laughs> nmcrealty.com, uh, is there a video on there that explains the process that someone should be – I mean, not everyone could hire you, unfortunately, right? But, I mean, maybe they're in, in, in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, is there a process that explains – the steps they should go through on a video on your website. Excuse me. We do we do have Ask NMC episodes with a couple of our trusted mortgage professionals, um, and on there in those episodes they talk about um, different processes and procedures to help um, consumers, uh, not just our clients. So I would definitely start with our Ask NMC series, whether it's on YouTube or on our nmcrealty.com website. 
Um, and from there, you know, I've done a fabulous job this year locally, but I wish I could get more um, reach nationally. You know, we're trusted real estate advisors. Don't ever hesitate to give us a call if you've heard this show. Ask any questions. Um, you know, sharing our knowledge and helping the consumers with their real estate questions and advice. If we don't know the answer, we can definitely find a trusted professional within our network of brokers that I've communicated with for two decades now almost um, that will be able to help you. So don't ever hesitate to reach out by phone or email to us um, directly if our, your questions aren't answered on one of our videos or on our website. Um, that's important for us, you know, really helping any and everybody understand the real estate process or connecting them with the proper professional in their area. We'll do the vetting for you, you if we haven't already number? met somebody. Could you give them a can you give them the email to the office or a phone number to the office where they can contact yeah, you? Yeah, so if you go to yeah, if you go to the website, it's on every page in the footer is our direct contact information. Info I N F O at N is in Nicole M C Realty dot com. So info at nmcrealty.com would be the best email to use. And again, the contact information is on the website on every page. So very easy to access. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. All right. I'm really, well, thank you for having really me on. Thankful. Yeah, we so appreciate you taking time out to help and share information with our guests. And like I said, we're going to reach out off the air to see if uh, when we're in Austin next time, if we can connect and see how we might be able to do more business together. And please, uh, feel free to come back on the show anytime and let us help market what you're doing. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. Keep in touch. Thank you. Okay, folks, uh, we're, we're running a little behind today, so I'm just going to wrap up real quickly. Make sure to, uh, to connect with Nicole, and you can go to nmcrealty.com. Check out the website. There's a lot of great information. You can contact them at their office. Just make sure that you take the opportunity to make sure and go through and connect with your realtor wherever you are and know why you're going to be working with them, what they're going to provide for you, and what's going to make it the easiest way to get through your process because uh, it, it's not just a one, two, three type of thing. It is a process, and if it's not done correctly, well, then there's going to be issues, and no one likes issues. We have enough issues in today's world, so make your life easier. Get with Nicole and her team, and make sure that you, uh, you know, purchase a home in your area the proper way. My name is Tony Gambone, and I apologize for being out of time today, but a great guest, and, uh, and we look forward to having her back on the show. I hope everyone has a blessed week, and we will see you all soon. That's this week's episode of House Talk Radio, brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to be a guest of the show, go to housetalkradio.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us next week for another episode. 